and welcome to the Words and Pictures podcast. I'm DJ Bowman-Smith, writer and artist, and this is Words and Pictures podcast number three. You can find me and my stuff and the transcriptions and show notes at www.djbowmansmith.com. Just find the link for the podcast. This week, my special guest is the Dragon Man, Paul Cood. He writes dragon-filled fantasy for young adults, and I know you'll be amazed when he tells me all about where he gets his ideas from. At my desk this week. At my desk this week, I've been busy doing some illustration, well, book covers in particular, so it's been back into Photoshop for me. I'm making a book cover for my next in the series of my children's books, because I'm also a children's author, and I write under the name Tiger Molly for that. Photoshop is a very happy place for me. I could muck about in there all day, and I usually do. When I started to teach myself a few years ago, it was all very complicated, and I used a free thing called GIMP. And I believe it's still out there. In fact, it is. I've just checked. So if you're concerned about using Photoshop and the cost of it, because it's a lot to pay for when you don't know how to use it, have a go with GIMP, because the basic principles are the same. You'll get the hang of the whole layered image thing. Think of it like pages in a book. And, you, and you'll learn the basics pretty quickly without having to pay through the nose for it. In the end, the Photoshop has a better pixel manipulation. So if you're really serious about doing your own artwork, then you'll end up going there anyway. But at least you'll have some knowledge under your belt about whether you can use that sort of thing. And beyond my desk this week? Well, well I've actually been away from my desk this week, which has been quite exciting. I had a day's workshop, drove up to Bath, and the workshop was about entrepreneurial skills for indie authors. It was run by J.F. Penn and Orna Ross, and it was really good. Today I do feel like I'm really not doing enough and I'm only touching the tip of the iceberg sort of feeling. So I've got a massive to-do list to try and hone my business skills and make the whole thing more profitable. However, the really interesting thing about the day was the people that you meet. Well, that's always the way though, isn't it? First set of characters. Everybody had a different story to tell. Everybody was writing something different. But it was funny once I got chatting to people how many of us had the same complaints about various writing problems. A lot of people had the same problem of getting on with the creativity and not getting caught up with the business side. Well, there we are. The business side's got to be done. It's all part of it, I think. Okay, time to get on with the interview. Come and meet Paul Cood. The Dragon Man. So, Paul, how lovely um, to speak to you. And um, I've just been having a quick look at your website, and I'm really impressed that you've got um, videos on there, which I think is really interesting stuff because a lot of people really don't have moving pictures. So, so when you say videos, which bit are you referring? I, I, I was to? I was looking at your your book promotional things where you've got your with all the dragons and right. the book covers and the and the text yeah. going through really nice really yeah, different I don't, if i'm honest i don't tend to use that um the, the animated ones very much because some of the book covers have changed quite recently oh. so there I, I haven't had a chance to have them redone with the new book covers so so although there's i think there's a couple there from books four and five that uh, are animated and still, you know, still with the the normal book covers. Um, the the first three book covers have been updated. Uh, I think it was the end of last year, and the first book cover has been updated again. Um, yeah, in the last couple of months. 
So, um, so, and now I'm kind of, I am absolutely happy with all of the covers and they won't be changed again. No, it's, that's the trouble. It's a long tail back when you change something, you know, everything from Amazon, Amazon plus A plus thing that they've just bought in, you know, you, you, you're having to back all that up and redo it. So yes, I know. Do you do your covers yourself or do you get somebody to do it? No, I don't do my covers myself. I, no. There's a, a lovely place called Get Covers Online. Oh yeah, that uh, I found. I think I probably saw somebody talking about it on uh, Facebook or Twitter or something, and I checked them out and had a couple of bits done by them, and they were very good, very professional, and very reasonably priced, which I think is um, is probably important yeah. as far as I'm concerned. Um, and they're very good, and they've done um, yeah covers for me, and they've done some social media things. And some banners. The, the banner on the website is um, on the on the homepage is from them, and probably lots of other stuff. I've got like a little logo, but I think the only place I use that is on my, the top of my newsletter, and they've done that as well, and that's very good. So they are, um, yeah. And I'm I'm not not you know I'm not on commission by them or anything, but they're just very 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 good. Yeah. Well, we'll put a link to, to them in the show notes yeah. because why not help everybody along? That's Absolutely. what it's all about. Yeah, well, yeah, it looks yeah. it looks great, Paul. I mean, I do my own artwork, so I count myself as an artist and a writer. Um, but I think it looks really slick and really nice. Okay, so why dragons? Why dragons? So a long time ago, probably. <laughs> I knew there'd be a story here. <laughs> well, we're probably going back almost a couple of decades ago. And I was sat on the sofa one Saturday evening and I was watching a chat show with my wife. And all of a sudden, the dream I'd had the night before just played out in my head. It played out in my head like a movie. And I think I probably just sat there for five or ten minutes with my mouth open. I don't think my wife noticed, um, although she should have done if I was particularly quiet. Um, And it just played out like a movie in my head and I told my wife and she said wow you must write that and I was like yeah I can only type with two fingers it's 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 not a thing it's it's not going to happen um and that whole thing that was um all of book one that was the first book playing out like a movie in my head mm. and as the days and weeks went on I kept dreaming about it dreaming about tiny little bits of the plot tiny mm. bits about the characters and stuff and in the end, I kind of gave in and I spent a few months teaching myself to type, you know, really well. Mm. And this was all at, the, at that time I was looking after. I not uh, My uh, eldest daughter um, had only quite recently been born. I suppose she was within the first year of her life. And I'd been made redundant just before she was born. So it was decided that I'd stay at home and look after her. Mm. Um, so writing, was, you're writing in the naps, are you? Yeah, absolutely. That's yes. exactly yeah. it. The quiet yeah. times, I mm. would sit down and write, you know, I do a couple of hundred words here, you know, 500 words there. King of the yeah, breaks. Absolutely, yeah. that was it. And um, and I think I wasn't even a quarter of the way through the first book when I was dreaming about the second book and yeah. then so on and so on. And I've dreamt about everyone since. And I'm um, writing the last book, book seven at the moment, and I would think I've got to the point now, if I ever get stuck, if I go to bed and it's the last thing I think about before I close my eyes, I would think there's a pretty high chance that I will wake up and have the solution to whatever it is I'm stuck on in the morning. Yeah. 
I think it's amazing how your subconscious does work on your plot because I've often um I don't I'm not consciously aware of my dream state or anything but I've quite often sat in front of the computer and thought I actually have nothing in my head and then as my documents come up and I've read the last bit suddenly it's there and I don't know where it's come from because I haven't considered those thoughts in between it's most odd how our brains work how our imaginations are constantly ticking away and it's nice to tap into that very healthy i think i think i think you're right and as well i find and this hasn't happened for some time but i find if i've not got anything on for the rest of the day if i'm totally free with nothing planned occasionally i can get lost in the writing i can sit down and think you know i'll write for a couple of hours which for me would probably be a couple of thousand words Mm. um and i look up and four or five hours have passed and I've written five or six thousand words and I haven't I haven't known it I haven't gotten up I haven't done anything I've it's, it's almost as if I'm just looking up and that feeling when that happens it's that's just, nice yeah pure ecstasy it's, it's it's amazing yeah yeah I think they call it flow state don't they I've heard it so said they, yeah. yeah yeah the psychologists call it flow state when you're in a in a complete state of complete immersion into what you're doing and you're not thinking about anything like a cup of coffee which is probably what my <laughs> most of my thoughts are about coffee you know coffee or you know what you a snack that you want or anything else that you need to do and and it's really and I I, I get that occasion you just get completely locked in and then you're you're gone it's great yeah really Absolutely. nice but that's that's a that's a nice thing to happen but it it does it doesn't happen very often probably because I don't have the the sort of free time you know there's always something going on you know I have to write and then stop and then do other things so. yeah that's it well life gets in the way somebody Absolutely, I was talking yes. to somebody this morning and he just said life just gets in the way and I thought well yeah it does you know you've got family and jobs and things and you've just got to sometimes I think it's writing is more a case of actually being disciplined and making yourself sit down and going right you know, I've got this 45 minutes. I, I'm not in the mood, but I'm going to do something, even if I delete yeah. it. And and just the fact of making yourself do that is usually pretty good. Yes, as you say, discipline, I think, is the key. Um, and it's very easy, isn't it, to get lost in uh, social media and, oh, oh, you know, I'm just uh, posting some stuff on Facebook and then, oh, I'll just have a look at my timeline. And then you get kind of like caught up in all of that. But uh, again, as you say, discipline is the... Uh, discipline is the key how many books have you now Um, because it's two series isn't it it looks like you've got a new series coming it's kind of no it's kind of all it's all the same series so there are um six books in the main series Mm -hmm. um and then i've got like three that i kind of use as reader magnets but they're available to Mm. buy separately that can be read as standalones, but they're all related to the series in uh, some way. There's Christmas in Crisis, which is my take on Christmas, that features some of the heroes uh, of the main series. But you have to, they they hop back a couple of decades and get involved with Santa, who is not only a dragon, but um, Mm. she's a female as well, which is is interesting. (laughs) Um, There's uh, Frozen to the Core, which is um, kind of like a prequel to everything that goes on. And it's everything bad and the little twist of fate that's actually kicked everything into being. And then there's another called um, A Selfless Sacrifice, which is the backstory of one of the heroes that we meet much later on in the series. Mm. So it's, it's all related to the main series in some way, shape or form. Yeah. So it's, 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 and, and, and do you, so you work for, you write for young adults. Um, do you think you'll write anything? Cause I write, I'm well, slightly different. I write 
very dark fantasy for you know adults I don't, I don't look like that I should I look like I should write a nice little romance or something like I'm always like slightly embarrassed to say actually I write write this very dark stuff but do you think you you have you got any dark dreams Goody, um, or, so, do, or do, so, you, do you think it's always you're just a really nice guy aren't you? well yeah I don't know about that um I think my writing style suits young adult perfectly. Mm. I think the way that I write, um, I think it's it's very much for young adults. Um, I have some ideas about something after I've finished all of this and done the last book and all that and moved on. Um, I have some ideas for some, this will be really difficult to explain. So it's a series of standalone books. That doesn't make sense, does it? A series of standalone books, but they're much more... Um, grown up and factual in theme um and I thought I've been thinking about this for a long time and I, I've thought about it um but I'm not sure so my, my biggest concern about that is that I don't know whether my writing could do the ideas that I have justice because of how my writing is and how I think it, it suits young adult perfectly I think you know it's it's about much more grown-up themes um, and I, I would be concerned that my writing perhaps wouldn't do it justice. And yeah, yeah, we'll um, we'll see. I'm sure I'll get around to trying, but um, yeah, that would be yeah. The, what what plays on my mind about that those particular books? Yeah, I think I think it's it's interesting because I think often with the writing, you know, people say, "Where do you get your ideas from?" It's not really the ideas that are the problem. It's actually executing it and yeah. seeing it right through to the end. You know, like you say, you're still, you know, you you've been, you know, I've I've seen you on Twitter for many many years, you know, with with the dragons, and you know, I I think of you as the dragon man, <laughs> <laughs> and and it's it's interesting how long it takes to bring this series. You know, when when you've got real life as well to cope with as we all have, to to bring it to the whole end of the story in your head and and I think that's quite uh you know it's taken me 10 years to write my four books in my series and and it's it's quite and, a and thing when you get there it's really odd when you actually finish it and go oh I don't know whether I'm ready you know it's and, odd and, to... and how many words is that oh I don't I don't do maths Paul oh right oh, okay no I just <laughs> no, I just wondered because I only ever work in people ask me oh how many pages and it's like I can never remember pages, but I can remember how many words. Oh, right. The, um, the the each book is because you know obviously with pages, you know it differs from the font and the yeah yeah. I, th I think the... I think I'm about eighty thousand in the first one, and then the others others are about I don't know one hundred and twenty, yeah, and then yeah. perhaps a bit more. That you know they yes typical fantasy thing. They get fatter as they go along. Yeah, yeah, you know? absolutely. So yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's um. It's it's bringing it all to a conclusion, isn't it? And I find now the um, the, the further, as you say, they get fatter the further you go on, and um, obviously the, the, the you spend much more time editing. Not that I didn't spend a lot of time editing before, but you've got so many different threads to tie up as the series mm. progresses. Mm. Um, it you know you have to go back and treble check everything, and then. Oh, are there some unanswered questions? Something I've said, but you know, I haven't made clear. Or, yeah, so much to check. And writing the the final book in the series, I'm just yeah, I spend so much time, you know, double checking, triple checking. Is that mm. right? Have I got? I've got to go back and check it in all the other books. Mm. Um, yeah, and 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 I, as a 
as we both write fantasy, albeit for different age groups, um, do you do you have a, a, a system where you where you can fact check? I keep um, sort of lists of, of names, people, places, and things all in alphabetical order, so that I can just go back and check, uh, you know, how old somebody was at such and such a point, or where they where they came from, or who their parents were, or something like that. Because my my stuff's like multi character thing. Um, do do you do you have a system? Yeah, I've got lots and lots of notes that um, um, perhaps quite as clear as they should be, but I know where all the bits are. And well, that's got, the main thing. Yeah. I've got all the all the books, a copy of all the books by my desk, and I can pretty much usually, if I can't find what I'm looking for in my notes, I can probably find it in the right place in the books pretty quickly. Generally, I know in my head where it is in the story mm. and I know I can look at the chapters in the front of the book and go and write mm. that chapter and I need to find it and mm. yeah so it's not too bad on that front and do, and do you plan are you are you a planner do you think when, when you have these dreams do you, do you then make a storyboard or 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 is it sticky I, did, notes? I didn't for the first few books I didn't for the last few I probably have. And this, yeah, certainly the last one that I wrote, Evil Endeavours, um, I did lots of planning for. And this one, the very last one, yes, there's there's been, I spent a long time planning it and writing it all down. Um, and still I come up with, whether it's I, I dream a little snippet of something or I'm sort of, during the day I'm thinking about stuff and I come up with, oh, do you know what, I should do that or that should be in there or and then I have to go and add that to the the, the kind of planning. I'm sure you you, you know what that's like. Um, mm. But yeah, lots more planning. So, so certainly the first few, mm. where I was just writing them from my dreams and the, the story that was in my head. Um, but yeah, the last three or four have definitely been. Yeah, there's been more, much more planning as it's all gone on. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think I think as we write more, as we as we become older writers, I think. That the the you kind of realise the you're more productive if you just get a bit more organised. Yeah, <laughs> That's what I found myself, you know, rather than just going, oh, I'm just going to go. Blah, blah, blah. But I'm much more organised now in what I do and how I go about it. I think. Yeah, I think. Well, you said discipline, didn't you, earlier on? And that's yeah. that's certainly part of it. And it's it's not only being disciplined about using your time when you write, but actually disciplined and being professional in those other ways isn't it as you say with the planning and mm. and just yeah everything I mean I have notes I, I, I'm a bit kind of messy because I have notes scattered about all over the place and I have and because I dream some of these things I have a note notepad but by the side of my bed which is um god I hope so just, just, if I was your wife I'd send yeah, you to bed no, with that well, well, the, the, the trouble is <laughs> I, found, neck. I, I found recently I suppose the last year and a half. So I do, I do have these dreams, but but sometimes it's now it's just as I'm dropping off to sleep, mm. whatever it is that I need to know or needs to be imparted to me, it comes right at that point, and then like I'm oh I'm awake, and then I'm scribbling it all down, and then I spend two hours trying to get back to sleep after I've done that. So yeah, but, uh, yeah. it's I find it more of a blessing than a curse, so it's fine. 
Yeah, it, it's it's a real imaginative thing that you've got there. What about if you have a doze in the day? See, I'm I'm a bit of a I like a bit of an afternoon nap. I'm probably a bit older than you, and 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 sometimes you when you're in that half half awake, half asleep thing, and you're just letting your thoughts slide through. I, yeah, I can see that that's a place where it's like a grey area between yeah. consciousness and and um, actual sleep and you can you can imagine things in that place you know yeah. if if people leave you alone of course, <laughs> yes absolutely have that nap yeah <laughs> yeah so do you find a nap helps do you do you, um, do you have ideas when you're napping or is it just at night no i think it's it's just at night i think it's yeah it's it, yeah i don't i do have the odd nap you know in the in the afternoon if i've woken up really early but yeah. no I don't really tend to, but again, I can be, be just out and about. I can be driving, and oh, I'm driving's driving. very good. Driving's I'm, very I'm, good. I'm driving, and yeah, I'm fine. I'm all you know, switched on with everything that's going on. But my mind will be, mm. oh, what about doing that? What about doing that? Oh, we should put that mm. in. Oh, what about if that character says these words? What about so so? Yeah, I can, and then I I like you know. That kind of sticks with me, and when I come home, I write it all down and stuff like that. So, so yeah, driving, but it can be out and about doing anything. To be honest, I could be just walking around or waiting at a bus stop or in a shop. Um, yeah, my mind, obviously, my mind is is not on what I'm supposed to be doing quite a lot of the time. I'm yeah, guessing. Yeah, yeah. Does your wife accuse you of not listening? <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I think I think I nod and and say yes in all the right places. I mm. think generally um yeah I think yeah I, I think I'm quite good at paying her um the, the attention that she deserves shall we say yeah yeah they put up with a lot of spouses I think absolutely yeah yes. absolutely so has it always been do you have you always had a a love of dragons the the dragon idea the whole who's your favorite dragon in in literature Oh, I love I love the books by Christopher Paolini, the Aragon. Oh yes, series. I know. Yeah, yeah. I think I think I could write for a hundred years, and I don't think I could, I don't think I could write in the kind of detail that he writes. I, yeah, he's he's very good. I love those books; they're very good. I mean, things like Harry Potter, even like Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit and stuff. I've read all of those. I think for me, it's kind of a a mis- mishmash of everything. It's you know, video games and films that I've watched. And I've I've always had a love of fantasy. But again, I've probably got book-wise, I've got an equal love of um, sci-fi. You know, I love Star Wars and, you know, all sorts of sci-fi. So, um, yeah, I think, I, think the, I think that it was dragons just because that's what it was in the dream. Um, yeah. So... Yeah, and I just and I think dragons sort of play on our subconscious. I know when I've looked at um, been to like the Natural History Museum, places like that, and you see those skeletons of dinosaurs, and you can realize how people imagined dragons because you look at those skeletons and it it could be, you know, do you know know what? I was at the weekend, both Saturday and Sunday, I've been down in Swanage, which is about um, 20 minutes drive away, right by the sea, lovely place. They've had a huge big fairy festival all weekend, and I was displaying my books there um, as I try and go out and about and, and sell them and stuff. And I met a lovely lady, um, and she she came over, and she was wearing dragon tarp and 
necklace and you know clearly she was well into her dragons and you know she wanted to talk about the books and all the rest of it and she was she was telling my wife and I and she said she said dragons are real I was like Mm. well you know I'm not going to be one to disagree with you all I dream about (laughs) is dragons and she said no they're real she said ever since I was a little kid I've had a little dragon that only I could see I was like well okay you know fair enough and she was going but no they are they're real and she said she said my sister she could see it as well and she would tell my parents that it was there and to this day and to this day she says that she can see this dragon and occasionally it summons other dragons that get up to all sorts of mischief and you know i would not disbelieve her the the detail that she could recount was just mind-blowing absolutely Mm. mind-blowing and i was Mm. like wow that is and she's not the first one that i've met that has a story similar to that but Mm. it was absolutely fascinating to to with which the amount of detail that she could recall all about it and you know describing stuff that went on when she was a, a kid and stuff it was yeah fascinating I think I think who doesn't like a dragon? I mean, I go out and about displaying my books, and even if people aren't gonna aren't gonna buy the books, even if they're not big readers, they're still fascinated by dragons. It's, it's yes, really, I think I think it is a human a human thing. We're quite we're quite into this, and and it's it's a it's a sort of a fantasy that's gone over. You know, it's been around for a long, long time. I think, but it's it's rare that you get somebody that just says, "Oh no, I don't like dragons." You get somebody. No, that, I don't think I've never met anybody who says they, that. They they say, oh well, I'm not a big reader. That's that's not for me. I don't, I, you know, I don't read. And if it was a film or something, I might look at it. But but you, you oh, yeah, it's very rare that you get somebody saying, oh, I'm not not interested in dragons, which is it's fascinating in itself, isn't it? I think we all have this, you know, this respect and fear and oh well, what if you know? Perhaps they are. There are parts of the world where they. You know, mm. still survive, or were they there in the mm. past somewhere? Mm. Um, yeah, it's fascinating, isn't it? And the the dragons in your story are are they are they, you know, do do they speak, or, or are they, they, or um, are they more an, or are they more like animals? Or, no, essentially, you know, essentially or these they... ones um, they've ruled the world for a very long time, um, and they can take human form in an effort, and they do take human form in an effort to guide and protect humanity. Um, and it gets them into all sorts of trouble. So um, all of the dragons are you can take human form. Some of them do lots of time. Some of them do very rarely. Some of them don't at all. They keep themselves to themselves in the huge magical cities deep underground. Um, but yeah, that, that's pretty much where it is. And then, you know, they've ingratiated themselves within the human race at all levels, you know, from top sportsmen to you know um lot you know huge multinational companies to just everyday people wandering around the street that can be dragons mm. and they're there to guide and protect humanity because um they've there was a prophecy created thousands of years ago that they're trying to fulfill although the prophecy is not quite what it seems so uh, they might be being misled Mm, the, the prophecies are always a bit like that, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That sounds it's always, great. Be, sounds like great wording, haven't you, with the prophecies? Great stuff, I think. Absolutely great stuff. Um, so 
as this is the words and pictures podcast, I I noticed when I was looking at some pictures of you um, when you were doing like book fairs and and um, school fairs and things like that, um, selling your books, that you had a really great dragon T-shirt on. And is is that part of your merchandise? Or, or, um, or you just exper- to have that? I've experimented with merchandise with um, things like mugs and T-shirts and pens and different bits and bobs without a great deal of success it has to be said I don't know if it's because the images aren't quite right they come out a bit darker it's very very difficult to find somebody to do the printing of all these things I find to do to get the printing just right Mm. um but I have so the the main thing I use when I go out and about is I've got like a huge metal dragon well I say huge it's probably this big so it's probably perhaps 60 centimetres long um, and it's made of all recycled metal it's made of cogs and washers and bike chains and everything like that and it screws and it looks absolutely stunning and people from 50 feet away will see this thing and go oh wow um, and will come over and have a look even if they're just coming over to have a look at that it draws mm. lots of people in to mm. the actual store and it's probably um from a, a sort of promotional thing for when I'm out and about it's probably the best thing I've ever bought I had to pay a lot of money for it but it just catches people's eye and it catches it catches children's eyes well if they're with their parents <gasps> they go oh look daddy look daddy oh it's a dragon and they just drag their parents over and yeah. it's it's a really good way of pulling people in yeah because I think it's one mythical beast that all kids know they know what a dragon is don't they even for when they're really little and they and they like the idea the whole flying thing yes, the enormity these, of these, it the, the, the children at the weekend there were lots of young children at this fairy festival as you can imagine and yeah even the the two-year-olds they all knew that it was a dragon they could all say dragon some of them mm. were barely old enough to say the word dragon but they still mm. gave it a go and they knew what it was so yes mm. Yeah. Do you think you'd write for younger children in the in the sort of dragon genre? Maybe. Like, uh, Maybe, yeah. So I think you quite like kids. I think that's the thing. Oh, I do, yes. Yeah. So I've, I've worked yeah. as a te- teaching assistant. The teaching assistant yeah. job I had at a primary school yeah. was the most rewarding job I've ever had. Yeah, I'm an, old, I'm an old teacher. I'm an oh, old right. teacher. Yeah, well, yeah the, the teaching assistant <laughs> job um, was fabulous. And I got to teach um, the youngsters to read. I got to... And yeah. that is just so rewarding. When I first mm-hmm. went there, um, I think it took about 24 hours for it to sink in. But suddenly it dawned on me that actually teaching um, a stranger's child to read was just as rewarding as teaching your own children. Mm. And it was like, no, that can't be right. I was thinking, no, that can't be right. It just can't be right. But lo and behold, as you probably know, it was, and it was, you know, I'd go in with a skip in my step every day and a smile on my face. And just to, you you see these these young children um, just suddenly being able to read and putting sounds and making words out of those sounds and then understanding that they put the sounds together and made a word and then knowing what it was. And they might have that, a help, uh, a little bit of help with a picture on the page to, to you know, guess what the word was. But to see them do that and then be able to do it time after time, just the most rewarding job 
in the world. Yeah, best job yeah. I've ever had. Well, I think they'd probably like some dragon readers, I think. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> oh, that might be tonight's dreamer when you can thank me yeah. for it. I just seem to be more content at the moment with all the books, how they are, how they've been edited, how they come across, all the, the writing. I feel a little bit under pressure with this last one. I have to say, I don't normally, in all the other books, I've never really felt under pressure. I've always wanted to give my all and make it as good and professional and well-rounded and edited as it can be. But this last one, there's lots of bits to bring together. And I'm constantly thinking to myself, it has to be my best work. You know, because you've you've got people going, oh, I really love the series and this book's great and that book's great and oh, I can't wait for the last one. And you're suddenly thinking, well, this has got to be my best work. It's got, yeah. It has to be. There can be no other, you know, there, there can be nothing else. It has to be my best work and it has to bring it, tie it all up in a satisfactory resolution. So, so probably satisfactory, I mean, for me, because I never worry about what other people say, oh, well, I didn't like that bit. I didn't like how that ended or whatever. I think if, if I'm satisfied with it, then I just think, well, that's the best I can do. And then everybody else, you know, you, it, I think if you've you've been satisfied up until up until now, if I'm satisfied with the ending, then you'll be you'll be okay with it. But I think yeah. this is this is the the first time I've actually felt under quite a lot of pressure to to get it not only right, but for it to be my best work ever. So. Yeah, that's. Yeah, I know what you mean. I I had a similar thing with my last thing, but you know, there's such a lot of us out there, so many writers, you know, in in every genre, and uh, I think I think it does look really, really good. Oh, that's very nice of you to say so. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just 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 delivering that last little bit, isn't it? There's just it's got to be right, and you know, I I I constantly say to people, oh, well, fingers crossed. Well, all I can say is have an early night, Paul. Well, yeah. I, 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 I the last one will be out by the end of the year, but I also yeah. generally caveat that with, with, it'll be out by the end of the year. But if it's not right and I'm not happy with it, then it won't be. It will go on until next year. It will go on. Well, you've just got to it. take as long as you need, yeah, really, absolutely. because that's that's yeah. the name of the game. Yeah, absolutely. So, but yeah. so, Paul, where can people find you and your work online? So I am on Twitter at Paul underscore Cube, C-U-D-E. I am on Facebook. If you type in my name, you will find me on Facebook. Uh, my website is www.paulcube.com. You can find me there and have a look at all the books and see what they're all about. It's been lovely to speak to you. And Thank you. you so much. You're very and, welcome. And, and it's been great just to have a have a wild chat about Absolutely. dragons, dragons in dreams. Yeah, yeah, thank you very much. It's much appreciated. It was lovely to talk to Paul. Such a lovely fellow. Next week, join me and meet my guest, Jonathan Fletcher, who's a writer and artist. He'll be telling me about his process for creating his military science fiction and how his artistic self always comes first. This has been the Words and Pictures podcast, and I'm DJ Bowman-Smith. Find the show notes and more at djbowmansmith.com. And thank you for listening. Until next time, goodbye. (laughs) 